did she do? Women Jacker, hello. I'm Samsara and you are listening to What Did She Do? Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on Boon lands and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. What Did She Do? is a weekly podcast which features reviews written by myself and keeps you up to date with live theatre and events in Melbourne. It drops every Sunday. The Melbourne Theatre Company is currently presenting 17, a wild and wise vision of adolescence where youth and maturity intermingle in every moment. The season runs through to the 17th of February and tickets can be purchased through mtc.com.au. It's hot summer nights at Gasworks until the 5th of February. This outrageous adults-only circus cabaret show features a brand new hand-picked cast of Australia's top circus performers and is hosted by the brilliant multi-award winning cabaret star Tash York. Tickets through eventfinder.com.au. Groundhog Day the musical is playing for 13 weeks at the Princess Theatre. This brilliant new production is based on the classic movie and is a parable of love, hope and transformation. For all bookings and inquiries call 1300 111 011. Trans Woman Kills Influencer has opened at La Mama Courthouse and runs through to February 4. This show combines videos and theatre to present a thrilling murder mystery. To book tickets, head to lamama.com.au. Coming back to Melbourne stages is Declan Green's Home Economics, Real Food, Real Mess and a Sickly Saturated Design. This show runs from the 30th of January to the 3rd of February at the Explosives Factory. Bookings through theatreworks.org.au. On Thursday the 1st of February, a Rational Fear podcast is celebrating its 100,404th download at the Malthouse Outdoor Stage. A Rational Fear brings together Australia's best comedians and experts to laugh at the world around them. Tickets via malthousetheatre.com.au. Queer Out West is a site takeover at Footscray Community Arts Centre on the 3rd of February. This event is free and includes exhibitions, screenings and live music. Bookings are essential though through footscrayarts.com. Tell me boy, why are you still with me? opens at Gasworks on the 6th of February and runs through to the 10th. Circus for grown-ups. Bookings via eventfinder.com.au Victorian Opera brings Candida to the Palais from the 8th to the 10th of February. Voltaire's satirical tale of mindless optimism springs to life through a brilliant score from famed West Side Story composer Leonard Bernstein. Tickets can be booked at victorianopera.com.au. Meg Washington is performing with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra on the 9th of February. Meg's highly influential genre-defying work has inspired a generation of music fans. Bookings via mso.com.au. House of the Heart opens at the Museum of Chinese Australian History and runs through to the 10th of March. A cornucopia of extraordinary singers, dancers and storytellers in a work that swirls across language and culture to explore home, family and how we create a sense of place and heartfelt belonging in this country we all call home. Bookings via trybooking.com. 
The Rocky Horror is back in Australia and takes residence at the Athenaeum from the 9th of February with Jason Donovan as Frankenfurter and Joel Creasy as the narrator. The Rocky Horror Show tells the story of Brad and his fiancée Janet, two squeaky clean college kids who meet Dr. Frankenfurter, an extraterrestrial mad scientist from the galaxy of Transylvania, where people really like to party. Tickets are on sale now at rockyhorror.com.au. Melbourne Shakespeare Company is presenting Much Ado About Nothing at Central Park from the 17th of February to the 10th of March. Step into the swinging 60s with this new electrifying musical production. Tickets via trybooking.com. The Main Illusion Exhibition takes residence at Arts House from the 19th of February to the 23rd of March. This is a hot and humid installation of Philippine sound, video and performance inspired by videoki in the Philippines. Bookings through artshouse.com.au. Flamenco Dancer is happening at Gasworks from the 20th to the 24th of February. Flamenco Dancer is an inspired, powerful and elegant show of flamenco dance and guitar. Bookings at gasworks.org.au. Puccini in the Park is playing at the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl on the 21st of February. Giacomo Puccini composed some of the most enduringly popular operas. This concert is free and no bookings are required. Marie's Crisis returns to common rooms from the 23rd to the 25th of February. What better way to start thinking about the new year than by locking in a riotous evening of tunes and tinkling ivories? Bookings through melbournefringe.com.au. The Hate Race opens in the Beckett Theatre on the 23rd of February and runs through to the 17th of March. The Hate Race is an unflinching exploration of the complexities of race in Australia. Bookings through malthousetheatre.com.au Ruthless, the musical, takes over the Alex Theatre from the 1st to the 24th of March, a satirical feast that playfully pokes fun at classic Broadway productions like Gypsy and Mame and iconic films such as All About Eve and The Bad Seed, offering a cheeky nod to the relentless pursuit of fame and fortune by those irrepressible showbrats. Get your tickets at alextheatre.au. Gaslight opens at the Comedy Theatre from the 6th to the 17th of March. Young, trusting and fragile, Bella Manningham thinks she's losing her mind. Tickets via marinagroup.com.au Rejoiceify Melbourne, Wicked is back. Long before Dorothy dropped in, two other young women met in the land of Oz. A celebration throughout Oz, that's all to do. Performances at the Regent Theatre commence from the 6th of March. Bookings are via ticketech.com.au or phone 1300-111-011. Reuben Kay is performing Apocalyptic at the Malthouse from the 28th of March to the 21st of April. Part eulogy, part allergy, part Eastern Block Dog Day afternoon. Bookings at malthousetheatre.com.au. 
PIF will be at the Palms at Crown on the 16th and 17th of May. This celebrated production tells the story of Edith PIF's career through her unforgettable songs, including Le Vie en Rose, in an original scenography with projections of images of Edith PIF never published before. Parle tout bas, je vois la vie en rose. Allez, venez, Milord, vous avez l'air d'un môme. Laissez-vous faire, Milord, venez dans mon royaume. Non, rien de rien. Non. by theprestigeevents.com.au Irish dance sensation Airborne are back and will be at the Palais on the 17th of May. The unique fusion of live rock music with a live band and the world's best Irish dance and tap dancers has captivated audiences around the world. Tickets are on sale at melonevents.com. Finally, Sunset Boulevard opens on the 21st of May and stars international superstar Sarah Brightman. This will be a brand new lavish production of the Tony Award winning musical. Tickets can be booked at sunsetmusical.com.au. My review this week is the play Trans Woman Kills Influencer, which is playing at La Mama Courthouse until the 4th of February. Trans Woman Kills Influencer is not a show title you can look away from, and the same can be said about most of the actual show. Written by Dax Carney, Trans Woman Kills Influencer is having its debut season at La Mama Courthouse this week as part of Midsummer Festival. Trans Woman Kills Influencer is an intriguing piece of writing, not just because of the topics, but also because of the way it reveals its layers. The play you think you are watching at the start is perhaps not the play you realise you saw at the end. Kane is not afraid of the fraught social topics surrounding gender expression. However, she is much more concerned with human beings who sit underneath all of that fear and confusion. Using the Rashomon effect, Kane shows us a moment when it seems like the world is falling apart for the protagonist. Denise, played by Carne. There are four other people involved in that moment. Brielle, played by Ryan Henry. Jen, played by Kima De Silva. And Alejandro, played by Vateresio 
Twikaba. Trans Woman Kills Influencer retells the story over and over from each person's different perspective and reveals a little bit more context to the story as it travels. Denise, a trans woman, is the general manager of an advertising agency. Jen is the account manager who was passed over for the GM job. Brielle is the drag queen executive assistant. Alejandro is the uber masculine social media influencer and a big client for the agency. Alejandro is pulling out his account and Jen is in a panic because this will cause the business to fail. Suddenly Alejandro is dead. Who done it? As the story is pieced together, we learn about the complexities of the interpersonal relationships, character flaws, misunderstandings, and general ignorance. The true art of this play, though, is that bigger and broader high-stakes public debate is torn away to reveal the people hiding underneath it, with all their flaws, complexes, and imperfections. The play starts with stereotypes, but for the most part, it ends with real people, and this is what makes it magnificent. The one exception to that is the character of Brile. We never get to see much of Brile beneath the overt drag persona. Maybe we don't need to. That character doesn't seem to be very integral beyond emotional support for Denise. In some ways, I felt the unremitting overt clownishness of the portrayal of Brile actually got in the way of the show and its intentions. But I could also say the same about the portrayal of Alejandro. According to an interview I did with Kane and Emmanuel Matana, director, for What Did She Do? This character is supposed to represent toxic masculinity but the portrayal was way too camp and clownish to really make that work. Luckily the cameo by John Mark Disingano fills a rather big gap in that regard. It is not the acting, all of the actors are magnificent. I just think Matana hasn't smoothed their performances so that they are all acting with the same contextual balance. The women in the show however have worked out that earnest clowning balance to perfection. Oh, and I hate the accents. Fake accents are so 20th century. They are completely unnecessary, totally distracting, and they disconnect us from the deep truths within the play. In Trans Woman Kills Influencer, Matana has demonstrated a strong capacity to harness production elements to support the ideas. The set, designed by Felipe Filahea, is clever and captivating, although I do think some costume elements for Denise are not well resolved. Matana has a background in filmmaking, so it's no surprise that the AV by Jordan Hanrahan elements are incredibly well done. Perhaps the opening sequence is a bit too long? It is hard to tell though because the show had a delayed start on opening night so that might have impacted my perception a bit. I would also have liked a bit of police investigation framing at the start rather than just creeping in at the end. We all love a bookend. To be honest I didn't notice the sound by Owen Kelly which tells me it did what it needed to do perfectly. The lighting by Kiara Wenburn was also fine although there was a smoke machine pumping hard throughout for absolutely no reason whatsoever. I get so annoyed with lighting designers these days. Every other single element of theatrical productions is chosen to be there or not be there with such great care but lighting designers just smother everything with smoke and rarely think of dramatic purpose, intention or meaning. There is nothing in this lighting rig which smoke enhances except the upstage area at the start and end of the play. Most of the rig are for now so the lighting is not defining the architecture of the space. This means we don't need to see the beams and the only thing the smoke in this show does is draw our eyes up to the lighting rig rather than watching the stage and the story. It defeats the suspension of disbelief so integral to theatre making. Lighting is a dramaturgical art and theatrical smoke is not benign for actors or audiences which means choosing to use it is a big thing. Anywho back to the play. Trans Woman Kills Influencer is not a play which insists it has the answers. Instead it is a fun 
action-packed hour or so which explores social debate and earnestly searches for real thoughts, real feelings and real people. The content will evince strong reactions at times but also allows for a 360 degree investigation. We often find ourselves asking what does post-truth mean? I heard somebody explain it well recently. It is truth with context. Trans Woman Kills Influencer is truly a post-truth play and I gave it 3.5 stars. If you'd like to comment on this review, you can go to whatdidshethink.com and have your say in the comment section under the review. You can invite me to review your show through the Contact Me gadget on the left of the page. And now for some industry news. Nominations are now open for the 2024 Mona Brand Award for Stage and Screen Writers. This Early Career Writer Award is valued at $10,000. The total prize money in 2024 is $40,000, which is awarded over the following two categories. The Mona Brand Award, $30,000, is awarded to a woman or non-binary writer for a body of outstanding work displaying broad array and which has been widely performed or screened to critical acclaim. The winner is determined by the judges that is no application process. The Early Career Writer Award, $10,000, is open to women and non-binary writers who are in the early stages of their career and have had a compelling professional work first produced, broadcast or screened between the 1st of January 2019 and the 31st of December 2023. It is free to nominate yourself or another writer for this award. Established in 2016, the $30,000 Mona Brand Award is presented every two years to a woman or non-binary writer for a body of outstanding work displaying broad array which has been widely performed or screened to critical acclaim as well as this major prize for a body of work the early career writer award valued at ten thousand dollars is presented to a woman or non-binary writer who is in the early stages of their career for their first professionally produced screened or broadcast work this is the only award of its kind in australia and was made possible through a request to the state library of new south wales foundation by the late mona fox nay brand she was a trailblazing Australian poet, author and a prolific playwright of nearly 30 plays. Her work, which often addressed socially relevant and controversial topics, has been performed on stage, radio and television in Australia and overseas. In 2002, the library acquired her papers, including correspondence, diaries, manuscripts, photographs, recordings and many other records of her remarkable life and career. As the custodian of this important collection, it is fitting that the State Library administers and presents this award, which not only only honours the rich legacy Mona Brand imparted, but celebrates the best of contemporary writing by Australian women. Nominations close 5pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, Monday the 5th of February. Details can be found at sl.nsw.gov.au. Today I have something a little bit different for our something special segment. Combat Wombat back to back hits the cinemas on the 29th of February. The dynamic Aussie duo Combat Wombat and her sidekick Sweeting are bound for some action-packed, fun-filled, big screen adventure. The fantastically colourful Aussie animation features an all-star cast including Deborah Mailman, Ed Oxenbold, David Wenham, Elizabeth Cullen, Mark Cole-Smith, Dan Brum and Grant Denyer. Life has become a little too demanding for Maggie Diggins aka 
combat wombat, whilst the sanctuary city crime rate is at an all-time low. She's now expected to spend her days helping unclogged drains instead of saving the world. But when evil tech genius Lenny Glick threatens to trap the whole city in a perfect metaverse simulation, combat wombat and her sidekick sweetie must work together to save the day. Here's the trailer to whet your appetite. My name is Combat Wombat. Helping animals out of danger, saving citizens anywhere, anytime, for any reason. Please save me from these high prices. Yeah, I should have been more specific. This isn't how I pictured my life as a superhero. We need someone to supervise community service for a juvie. Oh, no! I'm not a babysitter! What the? Enough! This is where I draw the line! What's going on, Chief? We brought in nine seniors in the past 24 hours. Great! This is real hero work. What would drive a group of elderly animals to go on a crime spree? Sanctuary Plus. In the next 24 hours, we'll transport every citizen from Sanctuary City into this perfect world. We can save them. Oops. He's going to trap everyone inside his virtual world. I'm too exhilarated. I don't trust them. We need to act like a team. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. If he gets away, this case is over. Follow my lead. The fate of the city is at stake. No more waiting. Sorry. All right, team. It's go time. You know what I You know what I Yeah. You know what I Combat Wombat Back to Back marks the sequel to the 2020 film Combat Wombat from the Tales from the Sanctuary City animated film franchise created by Australia's female-led production company Like a Photon Creative. So to finish, here's a recap of what you can experience in Melbourne this week. Melbourne Theatre Company is presenting 17 until the 17th of February. Tickets can be purchased through mtc.com.au. There are hot summer nights at Gasworks until the 5th of February. Tickets through eventfinder.com.au. Groundhog Day the Musical is playing for 13 weeks at the Princess Theatre until the 25th of May. For all bookings and inquiries, call 1300 111 011. Trans Woman Kills Influencer has opened at La Mama Courthouse and runs through to February 4. To book tickets, head to lamama.com.au. Coming back to Melbourne stages is Declan Green's Home Economics. This show runs from the 30th of January to the 3rd of February at the Explosives Factory. Bookings through theatreworks.org.au. On Thursday, the 1st of February, a Rational Fear podcast is celebrating its 100,404th download at the Malthouse Outdoor Stage. Tickets via malthousetheatre.com.au. And Queer Out West is a site takeover at Footscray Community Arts Centre on 
on the 3rd of February. It's free, but bookings are essential through footscrayarts.com. What Did She Do is created by myself, Samsara, and drops every Sunday. Also, if you like a bit of audio fiction in your podcast mix, you can check out my other podcast, Samsara's Dramas, scripts straight from my pen to your ears via an amazing ensemble of actors. Let's catch up again next week. What Did She Do?